up is a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele, and across the table from me is... It's Jenny Steele. And we are joining you on the day that the clocks have gone back here in Bow Radio Land. The clocks have gone back this last night. And the thing you find out when you, the clocks go back is just how many clocks you own. And it's always too many. I, I just, I need to pop a mention in here because Uh-oh. how many people are struggling to change that clock on the cooker and the microwave? Because it happens to me every time, twice a mm. year, have to get the manuals out because I cannot remember. And the car as well, if it doesn't change automatically or you're not around, I can't remember how to change the clock on the cooker and the microwave. Yeah, well, I suppose we're not quite at the point. You know, it's the sort of thing that your granddad had was the clock on the mantelpiece that you wound up with a key. Oh, yeah. And it'd play a tune every quarter of an hour. We're not quite at that point in our lives, dear listener. But even with all the little daft clocks, there will be at least one clock in your life you'll completely forget about to have changed. And you'll be missing this show right now because you'll be relying on that clock and not twig that it is an hour out. Don't say that. Yes, 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 yes. I suppose the way of looking at it is we're going into the grim dark evenings and we've got to look for fairy lights coming to the rescue as yeah, you're getting towards yeah. the big sea. Although on a more upbeat note, it is International Robin Hood Day. Is it? International Robin Hood, yep. Yeah. So it's the whole story of you rob from the rich, give to the poor. That's how I believe Robin Hood works. <laughs> I am not a native to this part of the world, dear listener. You might be able to tell from my accent. I am, and I didn't even know it was... Robin Hood Day. It's not just Robin Hood Day, international. International Robin, Robin Hood Day. Exactly, exactly. So I'm thinking we need to get into it and set up a little ambush point on the A614 <laughs> and we stop any car that looks absolutely loaded. Mm. Um, this is a bit daft because if you've not come across it before, dear listener, we are out for our first time here on Bow Radio. We are, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm already get, trying to get you involved in crimes. <laughs> we'll so, not be back next Sunday now, you watch I better explain who we are So, I'm Mark, that's Jenny A wee natter is a show that we're going to be doing every Sunday Right here live on Bo Radio 7 o'clock, Sunday's UK time mm. You just go Bo Radio, co- no, co- UK mm. It becomes available mm. But this is a show that has existed in the past mm. So if you're from Bo Radio land And you're, kind of, you're, you're going, what is this all about? Well, this used to be a podcast. It used to be some other bits as well on the internet. And you can go look at my face in video if you really want to. I don't advise it. It's proper face for it. <laughs> um, but it is something that's existed before. So this is going to, so to bring you up to speed, mm-hmm. if you weren't involved in the podcast and you haven't come across us before, we asked a weird question last week. We did. Which was, what bizarre TV show casting would you love to see? And the way we got to that... Because it sounds like a weird old question to just pop out with and be asked. What weird TV casting? The reason is TV show doctors. Oh, Pro- yes. Proper daytime TV special, right? Mm. It's the sort of TV show that has all existed for, what, 20 odd years now? Yeah, I didn't know it had been going as long as that. Yeah, they, they are killing it off now. It's a bit like trying to kill off Holmes Under the Hammer or something like that. Okay. I feel, it feels wrong to take it off the daytime TV shows. But one of the things I learned about that show. Is apparently there was one episode where one of the um, patients was suffering from Joe Pasquale syndrome, <laughs> and what 
This was a TV show that knew its budget when it was coming up before you had a wonderful diseases. Because mm-hmm. Joe Pasquale syndrome was, they saw every other person in their lives as Joe Pasquale. Looked like Joe Pasquale, sounded like Joe Pasquale, and the entire episode was Joe Pasquale acting all these different things out. <laughs> it's, it, it, I'm not making it up. You can go on the internet, you can find the video footage of this from the BBC on the internet. So off the back of that, we're asking the question, what weird and wonderful or bizarre TV show casting would you love to see? And a way to get in touch, you can give us a call. I was about to say Mansfield to read out the phone number. Oh, shit. Which is very old-fashioned, the idea of knowing what the area code for Mansfield is. Because we've all got mobile phones nowadays. It's 01623 Oh, You can text 0737978490. Or you can go onto the website, studio at bowradio.co.uk and tell us about what weird and wonderful TV show casting. It doesn't have to make sense. It could be Mr. Blobby as Taggart. <laughs> so there's been a murder becomes... Blah, 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 blob. <laughs> I didn't even know you could blob in a, in a Scottish accent. So that's the sort of idea of what we're looking for. Get in touch and we'll have a chat about some of your weird and wonderful suggestions after Jess Glynn. Jess Glynn, don't be so hard on yourself. It is Bo Radio. Welcome to Wee Natter. It is your Sunday evening thing. Whether it's a mistake or a good thing, there is only one way to find out. Which... Why did I sound creepy? Why did I go all deep voice there? Mark, can I mention something? What do you want to mention? What we've got lined up that starts this evening. It's very exciting. The people that are regular listeners to our podcast will know that we do a bit of a test every year, don't we? Ah, so I'm going to bring you on board with this deal, mm. listener. Uh, we are going to do a piece of... I'm trying to figure the best way to work. Consumer advice. Yeah. I'm not going to give too much away now, but mm. there is going to be some serious consumer advice that will make a difference to your dinner table on the big CD. I call it a Christmas table. You've got a specific Christmas table. Yeah. That, that, that is worrying. <laughs> but we did ask you a question. What bizarre TV show casting would you love to see? And we've had a few people getting in touch. It might even be you, dear listener. Uh, Sylvia Goddard getting in touch from Basingstoke. So what, what we've already done is we've taken the Bow Radio voice for Sherwood area mm. and yeah. we've got a flag with Bow Radio written on it <laughs> and we've run all the way down to Basingstoke and we've invaded it and it's now part of Sherwood. That's what we've done there. Um, and our message is waiting for 7pm. So she's been sitting there waiting for this fine show to start. So glad to have you on board, Sylvia. Uh, also getting in touch was uh, Ellie Merritt's saying, I heard the, t- the show Doctors was ending, mm. and I said to Martin, uh, who I assume is her partner, mm. that uh, Robbie, the superstar Ginger Moggy, is going to be out of a job as he was the face of I Am's Food. I didn't know that. The cat, the, the cat world feline superstar. Mm. I didn't realise there was all this special world with cats. I knew cats and the internet were a thing. Mm. And you're listening to this on the internet, so cats are going to occur at some point. You need to ask me anything to do with cats on the internet, Facebook. I know all of them. You know all the internet cats? All yes. the many thousands of them, however many it is? I know the main cats. <laughs> you know the main cats. I love the fact there is main cats. We're at that point. Mm. We're not talking about main coons or, you know, the long-haired cats that no, are named after... we're not after. talking about them. We're talking about M-A-I-N. We're not talking about M-A-I-N. Mm. 
and E, which is the state in the yeah. US. Very different things. Uh, also, Jane Barrett's uh, getting in touch with another, another topic that mm. uh, might be new to you, dear listener. Another question we asked was about uh, scarecrows, which if you're in Sherwood mm. and you've been going around, there is a lot of scarecrows out there at the moment. Cause They're fabulous, aren't they? There's been a number of competitions. I know there's been one out in all in Boone, and I know there's been, been one in Edwinstow as well, uh, where it's mainly been kids and things like that, but, you know... Uh, groups and churches and whatnot, mm. all been putting all these scarecrows together and they've been running a competition on it. So touching on that topic, because it's a bit of a strange thing to see. Well, there's scarecrows attached to brick walls. What's going on here? Yeah. Um, and they were suggesting we, uh, we can maybe have a scarecrow vote of our own. So we go around and judge them ourselves. Mm. That, that, that feels wrong. If there's already been a competition, it feels weird to go and run your own competition as well. And we've just had a message from Sam from Leicestershire, which, again, is another part of Sherwood. We've taken the uh, flag down there and we have invaded Leicestershire. It is now part of the Sherwood family. That that (laughs) is what's happened there. Oh, welcome, Sam. Very welcome. Unfortunately, asking a very serious question. Mm. So we we are going to touch on a very serious topic here. Just wanted to ask how you're feeling after the devastating news about Nottingham Panthers player Adam Johnson. Mm. I'm so proud of the togetherness shown from the ice hockey community. This is second to none for me. Mm. Yeah, it's just absolutely... I think most people are still trying to come to terms with it. It was a freak out of the blue incident. Um, The outpouring has been massive and understandable. And I think even outside the ice hockey community, everyone's feeling it as well. It is it been such a big thing uh, that, that has just happened, um, and I think, like I say, people will come to grips with it over in the next uh, weeks and months and whatnot. And uh, I, I'm feeling for anyone and everyone that either knows Adam or uh, was involved or saw the incident. Uh, it was proper. I, I'm. It's not often I've struggled for words, but I must say that this is one of those moments where I am struggling for words. Harry Styles as it was. This is Bo Radio. Welcome to Wee Natter. It is your Sunday evening. Was it a mistake or is it a good thing? Hey, I thought Harry Styles was a footballer. You thought Harry Styles... <laughs> did who, who did you think he played for? I don't know, but I just thought, isn't there something similar? Similar sounding name as a footballer. There's Harry Kane. I'm, I'm not a big football follower. <laughs> no, I that, just... That's, that's the name I know. And we saw, or I saw a documentary on... David Beckham. Oh, and his I like career. that. Mm. It's a Netflix documentary, mm. so unfortunately you have to have a Netflix subscription to see it. But mm. it, I remember seeing the start of it, the first couple of episodes. They were touching on his very early days in Manchester United. I lived in Manchester at that time as a kid and had no interest in football, but I recognised all the names as they popped up, like Eric Cantona and things like that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, even Solskjaer. It's not a name that pops into mind too often, but I was sitting there going, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Was he the trainer, the manager? No, no, trainer? no, he was a player. Oh, he was a player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crumbs. As you can see, I know loads about football. Maybe we should move on to the topic, got a little bit more knowledge mm. on. And uh, we are at the end of October, which is when we start to see sneaking illegal fireworks over the channel in time for bonfire night. <laughs> yeah. That might just be me. That might just be a couple of people I know. Or it might be you as well, dear listener. I do not know. But it's also Halloween. And I've got to ask, this is both you, dear listener, and you, Jenny, as well. Are you a fan of Halloween? 
I think I was as a kid, but we didn't have the pumpkins that mm. kids have nowadays. And I must admit, I'd love to do a bit of a pick-your-own-pumpkin, but we used to make little lanterns out of a spud, a potato. You know, you cut the eyes out and a bit of a nose. And I don't even know if we managed to get a little bit of a candle in there. I'm not sure. Two holes in the side, piece of string. And that was amazing to us. So if we had a pumpkin... That would be like, wow, you know, all my Christmases have come at once. But I'm not sure now. I do get sweeties in for the kiddies, mainly mm. because I don't want to have eggs thrown at my door. <laughs> I don't want to be that, that miserable woman that, you know. So I do get sweets in. But I was gutted last year. I spent a fortune on sweeties. I had one child come to my door. One? One child. That's all I had. That's big That's big numbers for Halloween. <laughs> the, the thing is, because I've, I've got mm. all those sweeties left over from last year. Yeah. Is it OK if I... Put them back out again this year. Is this you admitting that you're cheapskate here on Bull well, Radio? I bought some new sweeties. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, so you do you t- you handle trick or treaters? You, you you let them turn up and mm. you let you, you give the sweets out. You, you're all down that path because I want to put pumpkins outside my house, and it's always been wherever I've lived. Is if you've got stuff outside for Halloween, then you're happy mm. for people to come and knock on your door. So I like to put my skelly bobs up and my pumpkins. So I'm thinking, well, I might as well get sweeties in because it's obviously going to attract, isn't it? So I know what you're saying there. I know what you're saying. So you're you're not the type that turns all the lights out and hides and pretends you're not in. So you, you do the full Halloween experience. It I, depends. When the sweeties run out, then I'm thinking, now I've had enough now. So perhaps after about half seven, eight mm. o'clock, I think, now nah, it's too late now. So, yeah, then I do turn the lights out and hide. Just saying. Well, I should explain. It's the 29th of October right now, as mm. I'm saying this now. I bet there's a few cheeky people knocking on doors right now on the basis of, well, we don't want the kids going out on a weeknight, we'd rather have them going out on the weekend. I've seen that's become more of a thing nowadays. Yeah, I suppose especially if Halloween's going to be raining, which I think it is, actually. Yeah, and on that basis, my house is probably being toilet-papered as we speak, yeah. because I'm not answering the door. But it gave me thinking something about some of the older traditions, mm. because if you, if you come from Scotland, mm. which I'm sure many people in the fine area of Sherwood do, like you, dear listener, um, but if you come from Scotland, there are a few older traditions. One of them is pumpkin carving. Which is also a thing in the north of England as well, but we're talking like proper north. And I'm getting weird looks from across the table. I was right thinking, now. We, we got pumpkins here, but no, you just reminded me because somebody's mm. printed me printed me a template of a herdy sheep. I mean, I love sheep; they're one of my favourite things to look at. And I love a herdy sheep. And somebody's actually printed me a template off of a herdy sheep that you basically draw around it on a pumpkin and you carve that into the pumpkin. And I have. I haven't had a chance to do it yet. And here's your extreme challenge. Now try (laughs) doing that on a turnip. If you can do it. The turnips, when you go to carve them, they look creepy because Mm. you can only do very specific things. You're a bit stuck with options and they look sort of creepy by default. With pumpkins, it's a bit more involved and I sort of understand. It's all that goo inside when you've got to put around it and scrape out all the, the pips. Are they pips? Do you call them pips in a pumpkin? I suppose so. Seeds. You're talking about the seeds, aren't seeds, you? Yeah. 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 So that's a thing that I, I guess it was down here as well. But another thing that was up in Scotland was the concept of guising. So it's not the idea that you just chap on the door, trick or treat, you're giving yeah. sweets, which seems to be the thing across the board now. Mm. But maybe a bit before my time, but even when I was a kid, it was still sort of lingering on a bit, was the idea that you had to perform for the treat. She had to tell a, tell a story, do a wee ditty, do a wee dance. There had to be that concept of you had to do something to get the treat. Oh. So I'm thinking about bringing that back. So when the kids come round on Halloween, I'll have a set of strictly judge paddles 
that'll pop up and give them a score out of 10. And they've got to get at least a six for a treat-sized Mars bar. <laughs> what do you think of that? Can I say, I'm out. Oh, you're out completely. Yeah. But the other options, if I don't want the kids to ever come back, I don't want, you know, the trick-or-treaters to ever come back to my house, I do have a plan for that as well. Go on. And I, I, you might want to get involved, dealers, and you might want this plan if you're sitting there thinking, I can't be bothered buying the sweeties. I just want the kids to go away and never come back. <laughs> then the way to do it, you need a boiler suit. <laughs> I've got a bright red one. Mm. Um, I did have one that was right colour, which was blue. Yeah, but you split the bomb. I did split the bomb on it. And I, <laughs> I did that falling over trying to undo, what was it, a ball joint on my car when mm, I was being yeah, cheap. Yeah. So it wasn't a good idea, and I ended up having to buy a new boiler suit. <laughs> so you do that, you get your William Shatner mask, you paint that white as well, you get a ton of fake blood and a knife, and you slowly walk the streets of Edwin Stowe and Allerton, right? <laughs> yeah. And I bet they'll still chap on your door and complain about the apples you gave them. I bet that'll still happen. It won't put them off at all, will it? But you'll definitely get some looks from the cars going by. It's the sort of song you'll hear at 94-year-old Doris's rave that she has out in the farmer's fields. <laughs> <laughs> she's been raving for a long time. And you yes. can't you can't mess with her. She she knows what she does, she knows what she can get away with. The star Safari duo. I always want to call it the Safari duo. <laughs> it's like you keep wanting to call call Flowrider. Florida. Florida. Mm. Well, I think Florida and Florida are very different things. Safari <laughs> yeah. duo, safari duo. I, I guess it would look a bit different if they were running around in safari suits and they had to drive the... It's usually a Jeep or a 4x4 or something like that, mm. isn't it, on a safari? <laughs> <laughs> and from that to the supermarket. Oh. So you're standing in the queue. Mm. There's a person in front of you. Mm. This is very much not a safari. But <laughs> Depends. <laughs> there's a person in front of you, and the items are being scanned. Yeah. So it's going beep, 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 beep. The uh, checkout operator looking thoroughly bored. Yeah. Understandable. Not the most exciting thing to do. So we're it. not talking self service here. We're actually no, no. man checkout, are we? We're talking old fashioned man checkout yeah. here. So we're talking the proper way to use a supermarket. <laughs> Why is it only when they're asked for money? Does the person in front of you then rummage for 20 minutes in their bag to find their cash, their card, or whatever else they're planning on paying with? Yeah, that's like a bus stop, though, isn't it? You can wait 20 minutes for a bus, mm. and then only when the bus arrives and they get on the bus, then they start looking for a purse or wallet or something. Yeah, exa- that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm just glad checks aren't a thing anymore, because <laughs> they'd root around in a bag, they find the checkbook. Then you got to find a pen. Yes, and then they spend 20 minutes trying to remember what, what name they had to put on the check. And then you go, all right, your check's still bad. Yeah. You don't forget, we think, where did that check go? Exactly, exactly. How, so when that happens, how, how do you feel? What, take yourself into that moment. I want you to do that as well, dear listener, mm. you, Jenny. Take yourself into that moment. How are you feeling when that's happening in front of you? I feel miffed. Quite anger burning up inside mm. me. How would you like a rubbish superpower mm. where you can remind them through telekinesis or something like that? You know, when you you don't say it out loud, but you are able to remind them, oh, by the way, you might want to get something to pay with before all your stuff's scanned. And they can start the rummaging around while it's all being scanned through the checkout. Can I just take this to another level? All right. Yeah, what's your next level? supermarkets, but... A bus, you know, when you get you coming home on the bus, and sometimes you've got you're on the bus for quite a long time, let's say an mm. hour, and then the, you know, when people ring a bell to get off, ding ding, and yep. then they wait for the bus to stop, and then you think, mm. is anybody actually getting off? And then they get up and trotter down 
the bus to get off. And I'm like, when I'm getting off, I'm ringing the bell. I'm at that door waiting for the bus, you know what I mean, before it's even <laughs> got to the stop. And I'm trying to get home here. If you're ringing a bell, get up, walk to the door, ready to get off the bus. No, they just sit there and they're always at the back, trotter down. Then you're looking round thinking, is anybody getting off this bus? I understand that one, Wheel. I know where you're coming from, but I also understand that if you're not fully mobile or you suffer badly from pain when you get jolted about and things like that, you yeah. want to stay in the seats until, until the, the bus is stopped. Then you get up and move. I can understand both scenarios in that one, and there's no great fix. So that sounds like the rubbish superpower you want is the ability for everyone to be mobile enough to get to the front of the bus yeah. before it stops. Yeah, get off, I want to get home. Yeah, and I'm also thinking, on the topic of rubbish superpowers, dear listener, I've been coming up with a few ideas about this, right? The ability to always know what you and your loved ones want for dinner. Because it's always good. It's always you pick or anything when you ask, and then it's it? not, is it? It's not. No, no, you get in trouble. <laughs> to the ability to actually know and not get yourself in trouble—that's what I'm shooting for. Here. It, it's a big shot. It's never going to happen. But that's the superpower I'd want. Or another one: the ability to keep house plants alive. Yeah. I know it's a skill. I know it's something you can learn. But you're talking, dear listener, to somebody that kills cactuses. <laughs> so. Actual houseplant, it's, it's a no-go for me. Or telekinesis, the power of telekinesis, right? But only to get dog droppings. You know, when when there's the person, we all know the person, we've all seen them on the street before. Mm. We're about 300 yards ahead of the dog, so they they, they, ne- they never know when it's going to the toilet or anything like that, and never have to deal with it. That sort of person, I'd love the ability for telekinesis, so I'd, I don't touch himself. And it just magically appears in their pocket, whether there's a bag there or not. Wow! Yeah, that would be that would be quite a skill. That'd be mm. quite quite good. It would also be very smelly, and very messy. Yeah, and I think it could backfire a little bit. Or I guess if you just wanted to worry people a bit, you know, the ability to make somebody panic—they left the oven on. <laughs> just yeah. on demand. Somebody's annoying you. you. You can make them panic that they've left the oven. On. Yeah. <laughs> or making trolleys disappear when somebody blocks aisle to chat for twenty minutes. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be fantastic, mm. wouldn't it? Yeah. So, well, you could do it anyway, actually, that one, couldn't you? You could just move the trolley out the middle of the aisle. <laughs> yeah, with your trolley. It, it can backfire a little bit, but I think it'd be more fun if it, it, they're, they're just chatting away or they're spending a long time choosing which butter they like, and then, poof, trolley's gone. <laughs> Where <does it> go? <laughs> and they spend another half hour looking for the trolley. Yeah. So I'm going to open this one up to you, dear listener. What rub? And it can't be a good superpower. So we can't talk about you know you're going to get the ability to fly or anything like that. What mm. rubbish superpower would you like? Great wee song, Culture Club, Church of the Poison Mind. It is Bo Radio. You are with us for a wee natter. I saw these live. You saw them live. I did at the Brighton Centre. I'm guessing it wasn't yesterday. No, it wasn't. <laughs> because they've suffered from the problem that a lot of artists do when they've been around for a while. And that they're fantastic in their early days. They've got lots of energy. They've got lots of ability. They haven't lost the skill, mm. but they've lost like the power in the voice and things like that, haven't they, Boy George? Yeah, there was a good band in the day. Really, really good. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who the other one was because it was on... Cause I know you mean. It was on the Scottish Hogmanay television. Yes, it was. And they were Scottish, aren't they? It was Deacon Blue. Yes. Mm. And you could tell that he'd lost it. It was very obvious. And if you're not familiar with uh, New Year's television, 
in Scotland. In England, you get, um, what's his name? Jules Holland <laughs> on BBC Two. Or you get, I think it's from London, there'll be some pop artist and then they'll do the fireworks over the Thames and that'll be the whole thing. In Scotland, it's a whole other thing where they have their own dedicated, like, hour-long TV show all about the New Year celebrations and they have live artists and things on them. It's usually people that you're like, oh, are they still making pop music? <laughs> That's the sort of thing pops in your mind when you're saying them. And uh, we're asking about rubbish superpowers. Mm. And uh, Rich has been in touch with a surprisingly good one, actually. Ooh. It's the ability to always make the cup of tea that is just the right strength. Wow, that's impossible, isn't it? I've never mastered it, and I've been making tea for a long time. So I think think you're onto something there, Rich. I don't want you to think I'm taking a shot at Paula Cole when I say this, Mm -hmm. but it's the sort of song you hear in a supermarket in the small hours of the morning. Oh, I love that song. What, you like shopping at small hours on the morning in the supermarket? I like that song. I like Paula Cole. You like Paula Cole? I do. I, I'm sorry to hear that, and uh, we'll get somebody to help you. And we mentioned the superpower of being able to make the perfect cup of tea. Mm. I literally gave it a shot during Paula Cole. I ran off, made the cup of tea. I've made it, doing it for myself. So I'm not making it for anyone else. I'm not making it to somebody else's standard, putting extra milk in, nothing like that. Doing it for myself... I've managed to make the most weak sauce cup of tea I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I didn't get offered a cup of tea. Well, I was doing it as an experiment. Does that mean I've got to go make a cup of tea now? I could have been part of this experiment, you know. I need to warn you. You need to brace yourself because Storm Kieran is about to hit us as we get into the middle of the week. You did it Wednesday with more wind and rain. And if it's you that's doing the rain dance, knock it off. It's Bo Radio. We're here for a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele. Across the table from me is... And we asked a very important question about uh, superpowers and very rubbish superpowers. And we got onto the topic of how difficult it is to make a good cup of tea. And you've had a communique, Jenny, haven't you? I've had a communique, yeah. It's from a lady called Ellie Merritt. All right. And there's a couple of things on this one. Ellie's basically thanking us for mentioning Robbie, the superstar Ginger Moggy. She's really pleased that he got a mention. And apparently, Ellie is going to let her know that she got a mention on Bow Radio. So that's as, you know, even more worldwide fame. When you say superstar Moggy, I imagine superstar DJ. Here we I go. I do. It's nothing to do with that. It's nothing to do with that, no. No, And, actually, I wish Ellie had... Kind of expand on a little bit more about uh, the superstar Ginger Moggy. I'd like to know a little bit more. But anyway, talking about tea, mm. Ellie has basically said that she likes her tea to be like builder's tea. Is builder's that when you tea. can't stand a spoon in it? Well, you stand a spoon in it, it sticks up on its own. Is that what you mean? Yes. I'm of that view as well. If tea doesn't have a colour mm. that looks like... Uh, you know when you used to try and make your school homework look like it was from ancient times and you do it by dunking it in tea if it doesn't look like that it's not proper tea as far as i'm concerned i can't believe i'm going to say this out loud because it's the sort of thing that'll probably get us kicked off this fine radio station but it's only our first night it's the very first time we've ever been out but i'm going to say i want to talk about the c word and not that one Get your mind out the gutter. I'm talking about the one with Santa. 
Ooh. Not to be confused with Satan. Very different. You can still get presents out of him, no? <laughs> Very different scenario with a kid sitting on the knee there. <laughs> but I got wondering, because we're at the end of October now, we're about to do Halloween, get that out of the way. When is the time that you're allowed to do various Christmas things? Because it's not like Christmas starts at one point mm. and you can do all the Christmas things. Different Christmas things you can start at different times, can't you? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Where, where's the, where's the cut-off for the different things? So I've, I've got some Christmas things on my list. Yeah. You tell me how early you think we, we sh- you should be allowed to start it. And you can join in as well, dear listener. You can shout at the radio or you can get in touch with after- afterwards. It's, it's your call Get now. in touch. I would love to speak to people, wouldn't you? <laughs> so, first one, mince pies. How early can you start touching those mince pies in the supermarket? Well, that's already a done deal in our house, hasn't it? We've been eating them for the last month. So you don't wait till December? It's, no. You've been going since they've been available on the shelves? Because they go out of date, wouldn't they, as well? Yeah, yeah. Getting some presents in, when, when can you start doing that? Well, whenever, I guess. If you're going shopping in the Boxing Day sales and if you see something you think is going to make a good present, I'd say go for it. Before the days of Boxing Day sales, I, <laughs> I remember somebody who used to go to the January sales as they were at the time. There's no such thing as a January sale now, isn't it? Isn't it? Sale starts Boxing Day. Yeah, and they start putting that out the moment shops close on Christmas Eve. Mm. But I do remember when it was it was January sales were, were as good as you got. Mm. And this person would go and buy next year's Christmas presents at that point in the sales because they knew to get them cheaper. Which is only good if you know exactly what you're going to get people yeah, in a year's time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a risky play there. How about on the food front, heading back into food, the forbidden cupboard? I, I bet you know which cupboard I'm on about here, dear listener. It's the one where a family member started to get in all the sweet treats and all the little nibbles and things for Christmas. And you're they put it in the at cupboard. Me now, aren't you? <laughs> they put it in the cupboard and they tell you you're not allowed to touch it. So it is forbidden food. In your own house, in your own kitchen, when can you start touching the food that's in the forbidden cupboard? Um, In our house, it's Christmas Eve, so I do a little bit of a Christmas buffet, and I start making my Christmas cupboard from about September onwards. From about September onwards, Mm. okay. But you can't actually touch the food until... Christmas Eve. Wow. <laughs> so it sits there for three months, yeah. just tempting anyone that walks by. Yeah. It's the forbidden fruit. <laughs> not allowed to go near it. And I suppose if we're talking about forbidden fruit, this is Bow Radio. We are a radio station. We do play songs between the chassis bits, right? Mm. When do When should we start playing Christmas songs on the radio? Oh, when wow. are you allowed to do that? I think mid December or something. You're, you're You're one of these people. I I you do not want to touch Wham until mid-December. Yeah, you don't want it too early, because then you just get a little bit fed up, don't you? Ah, I may have Wham lined up next. (laughs) So we may have to disagree a little bit on that one. You you need to brace yourself for this, dear listener, because Wham is going to appear in a minute. I'm not going to tell you which Wham. (laughs) That's the risk. It, It could be normal Wham that you can get any time of year. Yeah. Or it could be that one Christmas song they did where they were throwing snowballs at each other. No, uh, it can't be. And it's a coin toss. Which one's going to appear? When won't we allow back next week? <laughs> <laughs> what about Christmas songs in the shops? If we're not allowed to do it here on Bull Radio, December, what about in the shop? December. December. Again, a couple of weeks into December. Oh. So uh, no, no naughty, no wizards. No. Not to even see my baby jive, none of no, that. No, no, no. Is it still acceptable to watch Slade in Flame? Or Flaming Slade, whichever what? way around that film is. <laughs> Have we seen that? 
It's it's a film about Slade pretending to be not Slade, but really are Slade. Oh, right. It's a weird film. It's Because it's sort of based on the career of Slade, pretending to be a band that isn't Slade. <laughs> <laughs> it's too confusing for me. I, I, it goes over my head, or is that, or at that point, is it just anything to do with Slade? It's too close to Christmas; you can't touch it. Yeah. It's Wham and the Edge of Heaven on Bow Radio. Your voice for Sherwood. It is a wee natter. Thanks for joining us. And I know I promised you some proper, serious consumer advice. As you're coming into the festive season, we will touch on that, and we will send Jenny. To the kitchen, mm. which sounds wonderfully sexist and misogynistic, doesn't it? <laughs> but it is for a very good reason, and she gets the joyful bit out of it as well. I do. You know, just going back to the mm. Wham song. Yes. I used to work with a work colleague, and people used to call us Pepsi and Shirley, but I always used to forget which one I was. <laughs> you didn't know I where did, we were Pepsi I couldn't remember Shirley. if I was Pepsi or Shirley. Well, was it an important distinction? Did, did you want to be one rather than the other? I, I, I didn't really mind, to be honest, but... When somebody, like, called mm. us that, I didn't know if I was the one that should be turning round in acknowledgement. Like, oh. which, which one am I, you know? And talking about getting things mixed up. I did, yeah, yeah. Um, one of our listeners, Stephen Halls, just sent me a little bit of a message. Now, you know I thought Harry Styles was a footballer. The well-known pop singer from... Uh, it was one of the boy bands. I can't yeah. remember which boy band now, but one of the boy bands, yes. Apparently, he thinks maybe I'm, I mean... Is it Norbert Peter Styles, Nobby Styles, who was an English footballer and manager and played for England for five years? Maybe quite, I mean that. Quite possibly. Because mm. it's the sort of thing you pick up by osmosis, because even if you're not a big football fan, mm. football is such a big thing in this country, and it's such a big thing here in Sherwood as well, that you'll just hear these names in passing. And you, have no, you won't have an idea who they are unless they've been on the news or they've done something and they appeared in the newspaper or something like that. But I'm, I'm guessing that's what happened there. And you've got two styles in your head. I've got two styles, yeah. And there's only so much space. You've only got space for one style. <laughs> I have, yeah. So the yeah. two styles become one. I, yeah. I, I I don't know why I'm going for a metaphor that involves Spice Girls here. Or do I mean Harry Kane? Harry I'm not Kane. sure what I mean anymore. You've only got space for one Harry as well. So you've only got space for one Harry and one one style. And that's, that's where all the confusion's coming from. God. It's the same problem I have. So somebody tells me, a new, you know, here's your new colleague, Bob. I've forgotten who my previous colleague oh. was. They might be sitting next to me. I've lost, I've forgotten the name. There's only, there's only so much space in there. It's the reality of it, isn't it? Just don't give us any sport to, to comment on, cause, uh, commentate on, because we're not those people, are we? <laughs> It's Calvin Harris and Summer, which we're wishing we had more of now, aren't we? It's Bo Radio. You've joined me for a wee hour. I'm Mark, and I have sent Jenny through to the kitchen, but she's still here with us. Can you hear us, Jenny? I can, yeah, and I'm a little bit worried because it's those lights they've got in the station that they, they're off, and then when they sense some movement, mm-hmm. they go on. So I'm sitting down here at the table waiting to try my... Well, you know what we're trying. Well. And I'm keeping jigging around to myself because I'm thinking the lights are going to switch off. Yes. So we are based in Edwin Storehouse at the moment. We are live on Bow Radio and we've got motion control lights. So it's, just, it's, it's to save the environment, it's to save the planet, it's understandable. Um, yeah. But it's the sort of thing that when you get them in public toilets or you're in the yeah. shopping centre or your McDonald's, Tesco, whatever it happens to be, and the sensor doesn't see into the stall. Mm. 
And you can sit there waving all day long, but you're in absolute darkness. So that's what you're worried about now, are you? Yes, so I'm just basically walking around in a circle. So if anybody uh, can see through the blinds outside, they'll be wondering <laughs> what's going on. Yes, yeah, so we, we, I suppose we better set the scene. This is a consumer advice piece. Mm. The big CD is coming. Mm. It's only a couple of months away now. And you need to decide on the best foods to put on your table, don't you? We do, yes. And, you know, turkey is quite a, quite a difficult one. Not everyone has turkey. So we're looking at the sweets and the best options for sweets. And the sweets that we're focusing on for this year, dear listener, that we are going to be trolling the nation and trolling the entirety of Sherwood and even finding the little tiny local bakeries and things like that as well to find the best Yule log to have on your kitchen table for Christmas Day so that when you cut into it and the family has a go at it, uh, they're just absolutely wowed and it's silent through the King's speech. That's what we're yeah. shooting for, isn't it? Yes. So, yeah. what have you got in front of you, Jenny? So, the first Yule log of 2023 that we're going to be trying. Last year, we tested mince pies. This year, the vote was for a Yule log. So, the first Yule log of 2023 we're kicking off with is Sainsbury's model. It's not a fancy Sainsbury's, it's just Sainsbury's. Wait, no, this... it's just Sainsbury's. This is a low-budget operation. We operate on a budget of about £3.50 in a pack of discos for the year. Um, so yeah. it's not fancy Sainsbury's, it's normal Sainsbury's. Uh, do you know how you're going to rate the old logs? Well, what are you going to be um, looking for? Might do it. I've added the mince pies last year. So basically, presentation, mm-hmm. taste. Yep. We did have a third one, didn't we? Look. So is, look. is look, taste, taste and... Yeah. Texture. What's it like in the mouth? It's, it's, it's the basis yeah. of it. Right. So give it a shot. Stick it in your gob, which sounds dirtier than it should be. Well, let me start with the look. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's when you take it out the box, it's got only a sprinkling of the white sugar. Do we say is it like the dusting of the powder that they put on the top? You're talking about icing sugar, aren't you? I was looking for. (laughs) It's only got a dusting of that, Mm -hmm. but it has got quite a thick chocolate layer on the top. I've cut it. It has fell to pieces, unfortunately. Part of the chocolate that's wrapped around the Yule log has has come away from the actual Yule log. This is exactly why we sent you out to shoot. We have just started on Bull Radio, and if we coated. All the fancy technical equipment and chocolates, <laughs> yeah. they would never let us back in again. So no, that's the reason we sent you into the kitchen. So it was a good move. We did the yeah, right I didn't thing. Want to eat in the studio. Okay. Because I thought no. I thought I'll come in the kitchen. But mm. you know. So anyway, so cut it. Some of the chocolate around the edges has completely come apart. But I'm just gonna have a quick nibble. Oh. oh. This is. Gotta be honest. Go for it. I'm not tasting anything special. It's just like I've had um, one of those mini chocolate log things that you get. Oh. You know, the mini whirls, whatever you call it. There's nothing special about this whatsoever. It doesn't say to me, Christmas, Yule log. Oh, so the very first one you've tried is a bit of a dud. It feels like we should have, you know, one of those sound effects going, wah, 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 Yeah. Oh, that's no. not... I wouldn't recommend this, but as I say, we've got got quite a few to go, haven't we? So you Indeed. Never know. At the minute, it's the only one, and 
it's last. <laughs> and in, in fact, in fact, we can also do with your help as well, dear listener. If there is a specific eulog or one, it can be from some tiny wee bakery that's only in Sherwood, far corner of Sherwood. Sherwood's a big place nowadays, you know. Uh, or it could be one of the mainstream supermarkets, your m and special, whatever it is. If you know where it is, it's a fantastic Yulog. Do get in touch. Dead or Alive, you spin me right round like a record. Which I assume is the sort of thing that would go over the, the, the youth's heads nowadays. It would go whoosh. Records, what are records, they well, would say. Even CDs are sort of in the dustbins of history now. Tapes, MP3s. Everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah. You had, you had a bit of a rough time, Jenny, didn't you? Well, I don't know if rough time. You had a good plan that went bad. Yes, yeah. So I've always fancied one of those, do you call them wax burners? That you put the wax melts in? I, users, what do you call them? I have no idea. Because it's not the sort of thing I'd normally get involved with. <laughs> you just have to put up with them appearing around the house, don't you? But if you imagine, dear listener, it, it is this electronic object mm. that you stick some smelly wax on top of. It generates a bit of heat. The, ma- the wax turns to liquid mm. and it whiffs a bit. Yeah. So I thought, I was looking in this particular shop mm. and I thought, my word, that is such a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of thing. I, I just need it in the oh, home. Right. It's a wax burner, let's say. You plug it in mm. and it looks like silhouettes of trees and it changes colour. Okay. So it's really relaxing to look at. And I thought, well, I'll buy that, but I need to put some wax melts in it. As you do. Now, going shopping with a cold, trying to choose which particular wax melts you would like is a bit of a problem. So to set the scene, the entire point of this thing is you create a nice whiff around your house. Yes. It's like a very fancy air freshener we're talking about here, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. And you choose your flavour based on smell. Yeah. Which if you've got a cold, you can't do. You can't do. do. So they've got like little... So obviously the wax melts to buy are all bagged up. Mm Mm-hmm. But they have little samples on little dishes in front of each of the bags of melt. So you could actually have a bit of a smell and see which one you think you want to buy. Okay. So I'm like going around all the smells. And I think they had some kind of offer on like five, four, ten pounds, something like that. All right. So I thought, you know, I've got five to choose. So I'm going around smelling. I can't smell that. But, you know. Going all around trying to choose five cents when you can't smell a thing is an absolute nightmare. So what I did is I went by the name. So the name sounds lovely. Frosty Evening. Do you know things like that? And Christmas Eve or Vanilla Cookies. I'm thinking, well, I quite like the sound of wash day, baby powder. I like the sound of those. Whoa, 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 whoa. Baby powder. Baby powder. Why, why would baby powder be a top-rated smell? Because the, the only time you smell baby powder in the real world, outside of, you know, your fancy candles and things like that, is when you're changing a baby, and it's not exactly a moment that you want to recreate, is it? Uh, it's gorgeous, especially... Can I name Can I name a brand, or am I not allowed? We, we'll, we'll, we'll assume there is a brand that you quite like. Yeah, okay, well, fair enough. Right. And it just smells so fresh and lovely. And as a kid, my mum used to sprinkle this particular type of baby powder in on, in your bed, on your sheets. Mm-hmm. And it just felt so nice to get in. And I thought, Do you know what? I think I know what this is going to smell like. So I picked that one. I picked, oh, warm, 
cashmere. I thought that sounds elegant, you know, like like myself, quite elegant. What well, I like to think, and and I got these scents home and I plugged it in, put mm. it in, and you like coming in the kitchen. It's like, oh my word, what on earth is that? I said I have absolutely no idea because I can't smell it. So. I don't know if I've chosen well, Mark. You, you need to tell me. Have I chosen well or have I completely goffed up? I have no idea because my sense of cell is useless <laughs> even on the best day of the week. But I'm still on this baby powder in the bed thing. Does that mean you're waking up every morning looking like Casper the Friendly Ghost? <laughs> it's a pet shop, boys and hearts. I always want to call it heartbeats, which then makes it sound like I'm talking about proper Nantelly stuff. I love heartbeat. As in, did it, did it, did it. I want to sing the song, even though I'm talking about the TV show. <laughs> That's the funny thing about Heartbeat. And didn't it get darker as the years went on as well? Because it, it was quite light entertainment, mm. you know, like daytime telly level stuff. And by the end, there was murders and all sorts going on, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not that I watched a lot of it. I did. You've, have you watched every single episode? I think I actually have watched every episode wow. as well. But then you watch it, you see the reruns again on ITV3 or whatever, and it's like, I don't actually remember this bit, or I don't even know if I actually watched that bit. Wow. Talking about watching stuff, when's the last time, and this is a question to you as well, dear listener, when is the last time you went to the theatre? Wow, when was the last time I went to the theatre? Have I ever been to the theatre? The last time I saw a proper theatre show, you know, not just like a comedy show that was using the theatre as a venue. The last time I properly went to the theatre was when I was in high... Well, no, there was once when I went in high school, and that was to see Blood Brothers as part of a class. No, we went to see something, didn't we? Oh, last yeah. Last year, was it Yeah, that was, a co- that was a comedy show. So uh-huh. that was, they were just using the theatre as a, as a venue. It wasn't like a proper feature show ah, like a traditional right. one the, the only other one i've seen was it was hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy mm. and even that was a decade or two ago <laughs> yeah it's usually a decade or so between visits to the theater mm. I, I, I don't even do panto no I, I haven't done that in a long oh, time oh no he doesn't oh yes i do <laughs> no i do, genuinely don't um it's kind of like those awkward branches of the family that you only see at hatches and matches and Dispatches and and the reason I'm asking about this is something has come up at auction recently, right, dear Mm -hmm. listener? And it is something that you could get your hands on as a bull radio listener living in the Sherwood area. I'm intrigued. You are intrigued, aren't you? Yeah. What do you think it could be? What could I be talking about? Connected to the theatre, but is available for uh, auction and and you can go buy it now. Wow. Um, I don't know. You've got no idea. No, no. No, no. It is a token. So it doesn't sound too exciting when I say that. It's a token for the Bristol Old Vic Theatre from over 200 years ago. Oh, right. So you're just thinking, oh, it's just, you know, a ticket to get into the theatre or whatnot. Mm. It allows the bearer unlimited visits to the theatre. Mm. Do you think they'll honour it? No. The theatre themselves have said, if it's genuine, they will honour it. Wow, that's good. So you can go for unlimited visits to the theatre. How much do you think this thing's going for? Remember, a theatre ticket, you know, nowadays, 20 quid's the cheap end. It's probably closer to about 40, 50 quid. Half a million. Half a million quid? (laughs) Yeah. 1,500 quid. Really? Bring it back down to reality. (laughs) But even at 1,500 quid, it's cheaper to just go and buy the tickets. It is. But it got me wondering, right, if you're going to get an unlimited pass to anything in the world, what would you go for? Wow. um, Oof. uh, you know what, I, I kind of want to say Elton Towers, but then I don't like the rise, so that'd be 
quite pointless, really. Yeah. Well, you're thinking even bigger than I am, because me, personally, I would go for unlimited beer tokens at the venue of my choice. Although, to be fair, I don't know if I should be sharing this with you, dear listener, medics are already worried about my liver. I don't really drink that much. <laughs> Though, I, I suppose one way of looking at it is I might as well go all in anyway, if I'm in trouble as <laughs> it is. You are joining us for a wee natter yeah. on a Sunday evening. I'm Mark. You I'm are Jenny. Jenny. Mm. And you are you, dear listener. But I need to imagine that it's not nine o'clock at night, or whenever you happen to be listening to this, but it is 2 a.m. Which means you're in one of two places. You're either in your pit or you're grumbling through the night shift. Yeah. One, one of those two things are happening. It's quiet. It's serene. You're imagining that world at the moment, aren't you? Mm, I am. Is it a full moon, half moon? Total eclipse. No, uh, <laughs> it could be any sort of moon. It could be a still moonlit night. I'm so trying to picture the scene. I'm trying to get myself, you know. So you're in a still moonlit night. Mm. What is the worst noise that you could hear on the air at that point? You know, just coming on the breeze. What would be the worst noise you could hear in that moment? Maybe a scream or a howl. Well, in New Zealand... The kids have been having things called siren battles, oh. which is not which is not the fire brigade versus the police, and like the <laughs> yeah. French police jumping in, going hee haw hee haw. None of that. It's a little in a little town north of Wellington. Kids don't do donuts in the McDonald's car park. Do they not do that anymore? No, is that they, a thing they, of the past. Maybe not in this place north of Wellington. They don't they don't stick the trays underneath the wheels so they get the skid going or anything. Yeah. I sh- probably shouldn't be giving you advice here, dear listener, but I'm probably not telling you anything you didn't already know. Do either. they have the strobes underneath the car? Oh, I, I've no idea. I'm not the person to ask about I've what... I've always wanted one of them. What is still cool with the youth and the kids mm. of the car and all that. And they compete with each other in these siren battles mm. to make the most powerful clean sound from their cars not the they're going for the cleanest possible sound they use songs by a certain artist Mm -hmm. because there is no bass or next to no bass and a lot of top end in there as well who do you think this artist is that the kids are blasting out at two in the morning in New Zealand I knew you was going to ask me Um, of course Taylor Swift Taylor Swift is it male or female it is female, I'll it's give a you female. that. So you're thinking along the right sort of lines. Taylor Swift's a bit too modern. They're going further back in time. They're going for Donna. the... Dana. <laughs> They're not going that level of original gangster. Three degrees. Although, weirdly enough, Dana's connected. Dana became famous off the back of Eurovision, didn't she? Mm. And one of the first times we saw... The original gangster artist that they're going for here was in Eurovision as well. So there is a connection there. I've got to give you those points. Okay. Taylor Swift? Have I said Taylor Swift? You did. Um, the Pointer Sisters. I'm going to have to put you out of your misery. It is Celine Dion. So every night, oh. these kids at two o'clock in the morning are blasting out, my heart will go on and it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> was 25 years ago. Oh, wow. It's time to move on to, you know, something just a, a little bit more modern, you know, something like Robbie Williams' Millennium or something like that. <laughs> you know that thing where you get too excited and you're not paying attention to how much time has passed? <laughs> I bet you've done that thing at some point in your life, dear listener, where it becomes like two, three, four in the morning. You're chatting with your mates. Mm-hmm. 
It's that, and you know you've got to go home yeah. to the missus. Oh. You're going to get an info. Your missus probably does it to you occasionally as well. That's exactly what's happened in this fine radio show. It has been a wee natter. Thanks for joining us for the first one here on Bow Radio. If you want more Bow Radio stuff, there is somebody on pretty much every day of the week. Uh, you can have Malk on Monday. You can have Glenn on Tuesday. Mark on Wednesday, Rob on Thursday, I don't know why I say it with a rolling R, uh, Darren on Friday, or Mel and our good selves on Sunday as well. All we ask is if you enjoyed this fine show, tell everyone you know about it, and we also ask that you join us either on demand, you can get this in all sorts of different platforms, or you join us at exactly the same time next week for more of a wee Nasser.